Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins, episode 9, brought to you by Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up? What up? I am your boy, Downtown Boosie. Um, yeah, you can see I'm coming in a little mellow, not with the same energy I typically come in with because... Uh, I'm recording Saturday morning, um, late Saturday morning, and uh, it's a bad time to be a Bruins fan. Um, I'm at a loss for words, and I won't lie, I, I, I considered just waiting a few more days to record as, you know, uh, got a new mic and whatnot, and um and i just i thought about waiting a few more days to record uh i sit on it a little bit more i'm pretty i listening to the hockey show this morning um listening to ty anderson seeing a bunch of tweets and i'll get into all that too it's frustrating it's i don't know it's i'm embarrassed to be a bruins fan right now i think management and ownership needs to take a big long look at themselves and I don't know reconsider a lot of things it's I there's just so much to this and um this is where I'm obviously going to start off I'll end the episode um or the second half of the episode will be obviously at the Bruins past week and whatnot and I apologize that this isn't going to be your typical fun episode as I you know like to do I let I I this is me podcasting this is a way for me to take care of my own mental health I have fun with it I love talking Bruins even if it's by myself because let's be honest seven days 24 7 I'm basically talking to myself I uh, <laughs> I'm a weirdo I I, I grabbed uh, I grabbed drinks over the past weekend with my boy Thomas and his beautiful wife uh, Grace and um I think they can vouch for that, that I'm a weirdo. And uh, it, was, it was great catching up with Thomas and them and, uh, and having a good time. It's always a good time uh, when the Bruins are rolling. Granted, we didn't get to watch much of the Bruins game that night because the beers were flowing, but it's always a good time um, talking to Thomas, hanging out with Thomas, and catching up with uh, them. It's you know They live in Connecticut, so I don't get to see them too often, if ever. So it was great to how the plans worked out and great to uh catch up with them uh they put out another great episode this week so follow them uh subscribe to their show at short shift podcast the short shift podcast and subscribe because uh they're good dudes great hockey knowledge um and it was great hanging out with them um but yeah like i said they can vouch for me that i'm fucking weirdo and whatnot but yeah that's a little side note but i don't (laughs) I don't know where to start with this whole thing. Uh, so the Bruins signed Mitchell Miller. Um, he was drafted in 2020, I believe. I could give two shits when he was drafted, but he was a fourth round or fifth round pick by the Arizona Coyotes. He they he was supposed to he was projected to be late first round pick, early second round pick, but. Uh, at the age of 14, he bullied, and I'm putting bully in air quotes because this is a hate crime, not bullying. Because when people bully, they, you know, make fun of you, whatnot, whatever, asshole, asshat, oh, you're stupid, this and that. Maybe a 
pushing the shove, so be it. But th- this is a hate crime. Him and other friends, uh, they attacked a African-American disabled kid at the age of 14. At the age of 14... And I haven't gotten into the details. Well, I'll get into the details right now. So at the age of 14, I believe freshman year of high school, eighth grade, I forget how old you're supposed to be. I don't know. But they bullied this kid. Again, whenever I say bully this episode, it's air quotes because this is what people are saying. He, um, you know, used racial slurs. Uh, He would take a lollipop and wipe it on the inside of a urinal and make him eat it, trick him into eating it. He would trick him basically into being his friend and be like, oh, here's this lollipop I got for you. Have it. And he he would, you know, it, it kind of makes me want to fucking puke just thinking of it. But yeah, he would in the inside of a urinal, I mean, you can, as guys, you guys can obviously know how disgusting those are. And he, he, again, air quotes, I'm, I'm not going to keep repeating myself, but uh, sorry, I'm so rattled by this whole situation and the signing. Uh, it's kind of hard to get the words out and talk about this, but uh, he, he just bullied the kid. He it was borderline hate crime, uh, not borderline, it was a hate crime, and used racial slurs. Uh, he you know, made him give him lollipops that was covered in piss and pubes and all that stuff. And uh, he was lucky that nothing else came of that because he did get tested for HIV and AIDS, uh, and all that stuff. And thankfully, the test results came back negative. So he he got lucky there because I I can only imagine that he's fortunate enough that um, the victim didn't come out with any diseases or anything from it because that, w- that would be a totally different story. But you have to look at it as the same. In my eyes, you should look at it as the same way because there's a strong chance of it. I just, I, I, I don't know how to put this into words. It's just embarrassing that management, I'm not going to single out Sweeney because Sweeney just doesn't go out and sign a fucking guy without you know, talking to Neely or or uh, ownership or anything. I think the problem stems from ownership. I think as long as the Jacobs, and I think this is also a sign that the Jacobs aren't close to selling the team or anything because this guy's talented. This, you know, he's a talented player and. The Bruins decided to sign him. Not only just sign him, and Ty Anderson pointed this out too. Not only did they sign him, but they gave him the most amount that you can make on an AHL signing uh, entry level contract, and uh, the most amount of money you could get on a signing bonus. So you got to wonder if there's like a bidding war for this kid, and like, and they talked about, it and Sweeney came out and talked. And by the way, that press conference made things ten times worse. But Sweeney came out. On Thursday afternoon, uh, had a press conference and talked about the signing. Said they vetted on it for about six months, and within those six months, Bruins, the Bruins organization and management, did not reach out to the victim's family once. Not once. They had six months to fucking do it, and they didn't reach out once. Once, and I think that makes the whole matter worse. It's fucking embarrassing. It's just. Uh, this whole thing is fucking mind blowing. I mean, never mind that. Tweets are coming out today too, as literally right before I recorded that 
that Bettman wasn't even told of uh, the situation. I'm trying to look for it. Bettman said Miller's not eligible for the NHL and is not sure if he ever will be. Added the league was not consulted before the Bruins signed him, which is mind-boggling with a guy with this kind of history because it didn't just happen that one year. It was in the mother, the vict, the mother of the victim did an interview and, and she's pissed, rightfully so. I mean, it's fucking disgusting. And she came out and she noted that the Bruins didn't reach out at all. And um, she also noted that Mitchell Miller didn't reach out till a week, a week and a half before the signing was announced via Instagram and Snapchat apologizing. Apologizing. A week. So all this time went by and he only. So that's that's another thing because the judge, uh, the whole thing went to court, uh, juvenile court, and um, he was court ordered to write uh, an apology. So court ordered. So. You know, that that's I mean, that's another slap in the face to the victim's family, but he didn't reach out. And obviously he only did so because the Bruins probably told him to do so. And of all things, it's it's social media. That's that's unnecessary. It's just unacceptable. I don't know why I said unnecessary. It's unacceptable. It's it's baffling. It's mind blowing. It's just it makes no sense. Get the kid's number, get the victim's family's number, and call or meet up with them. Be a man about it. You're 20 years old now. It's time to fucking grow up and face your face. You know the wrath. It's, the kid fucked up, and it's inexcusable what he did. And I don't think the kid. I and I'm a true believer in that people deserve a second chance but this kid does not deserve a second chance this kid should rot in hell he should never get to play competitive hockey ever again unless it's in fucking beer league fuck this kid he was revoked they revoked his uh scholarship to the university of north dakota i believe that's where he was going he was i don't i don't i I don't know if he was playing hockey this past year. I, I, I don't know a whole lot about the kid. I didn't do a bunch of research on that because I could give two shits about the fucking kid. Um, I care more about the victim's family and I feel really bad for, I feel really bad for, um, for n- not just the victim, but also people of color, disabled people. um, you know, especially fans of the Bruins, but more so in general, it's just, it's a bad look for, it's a bad look for hockey, a game that's trying to grow every year. And it's just, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's unacceptable. I really am having to, obviously, as you guys can tell, I'm having a tough time putting this whole thing into words because it's, it's mind blowing. This is a team that recently retired Willie O'Ree's number a team that prides themselves on their culture and integrity of the team and players of the team and players. It's disgusting that Bruins management decided to go forward with this. Whether he's the next Gretzky or fucking Bobby or not, no talent in my eyes is worth giving a scumbag like Mitchell Miller a second chance. Like I said, I'm embarrassed. I'm angry and I'm confused. This goes against everything. The Bruins players are for like, how do we support a team that constantly promotes hockey is for everyone when you have management that's okay with signing a guy who used racial slurs on an African-American disabled kid, a kid who was forced to eat a lollipop covered in piss. As a Bruins fan going forward, if Mitchell Miller's contract isn't terminated, it's going to be hard to look at management 
and a Bruins organization, obviously not including the players because you can't put any blame on the players. And I'll get into this uh, right after this because Bruins players did speak out. Um, so far, you've heard from Bergeron and Nick Foligno, and I'll get to that. And take them, But take them serious when they promote hockey is for everyone. It's a fucking privilege to play this great game and make all this money. This kid reached out via Instagram, like I said, and Snapchat to apologize a week before the signing. And like I said, he wrote a court-ordered apology letter to the kid. It's like that. Like I said, that's a slap in the face to the whole family. And I think at some point, because I, I if I heard Ty Anderson correctly, in that letter, he also noted that I think we're good friends. Are you fucking kidding me? You have the balls to say that? After everything you've done to this kid, tormented this kid, and now you think you have the right to make a shit ton of money, play the greatest game on earth, and wear that Bruins sweater? Get the fuck out of here. You're a fucking clown, and fuck management, and fuck this ownership right now, because this is everything, this is going against everything the Bruins stand for. What Chara and Bergeron helped build, it, it's... It's mind-boggling. It, it's it's so fucking frustrating. And again, sorry for all the curse words. It's going to keep happening throughout this episode because I'm furious, uh, having a tough time putting this into words, like I said. And I don't know. It, it It's just, in my eyes, it's a slap in the face to guys like Bergeron, Krejci, Chara, who's obviously retired. But I want to know Chara's thoughts on this and what he has to say because... Bergeron spoke out with Elliot Friedman. He, um, I believe I can find the clip real quick and play it for you guys. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's something else. It, so here's a clip. It's about 45 seconds of uh, Elliot Friedman interviewed Patrice Bergeron and asked him of the team signing of uh, Mitchell Miller. And uh, here, here you go. And that was the first thing that. I was on the fence. I think, like I, I think as a person, but also as a team, I think we uh, we stand for you know integrity and um, and inclusion and, and 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 diversity, obviously. So uh, that was the first thing that I guess uh, came out of my mouth was, um, you know, it goes against a little bit of what we are as a as a culture and as a team, and for me as a person. I, I've been told lately that uh, he, he's working hard to to, to make. Uh, some changes um, to hopefully make those uh, uh, those bad decisions in the past uh, help others to um, to not do that and and for me I think it's uh, the work is on him. So you heard him there. He he said he's heard that he's making making changes to better himself. One off. What what's he doing? What is he doing? Because. I haven't heard shit that he's, you know, management is just feeding these veterans and these players, you know, what they want to hear to justify this signing. It, there's no place in hockey for a kid like this. I hope, I really hope, and I, I do think, too, that the Bruins will renounce this signing. Um, I I think something needs to be done and said about this. I I, I just don't think... As a Bruins organization, I, I just don't think that you can go forward with something like this. I, It's unacceptable, and like I said, it's a slap in the face to the veterans. It's a slap in the face to Bergeron and Chara on the culture that they built and helped build with other teammates. 
and what they pride themselves on. Uh, like I said, a team that recently retired Willie O'Ree's number, the you know a African American player, <laughs> uh, to then go out there and sign a guy who's who's a racist, who's a bully, who is you know picks on disabled kids, and and there's a there's a good amount of I've I've been, I've seen on Twitter. Um, there's a good amount of disabled fans of the Bruins organization. Jillian Murphy, she's a huge fan, huge Marshy fan. Uh, you see her on on um, on Twitter. Uh, she's always decked down her Bruins gear. Huge Bruins fan, and she wrote a letter to and a, a, a lot, along with a lot of other people wrote a letter to the Bruins voicing their displeasure with the signing. And I feel bad for people like her. Uh, it's not fair to them. It's not fair to color colored people who want to get into the game and Bruins are trying to grow the game. And, you know, it's, it's a really tough look. And I just don't see how, you can justify this signing no matter what he does. If he if the, if he stays in the organization and plays with the Providence Bruins, there's nothing that this kid can do that'll change my mind about him and I'm sure plenty of other, plenty others. It's it's unacceptable. It's bullshit and um I I do want to touch on this real quick. So, I I Played you the clip real quick of Bergeron. Um, they did ask Nick Foligno. Uh, so Foligno on the Bruins signing of Mitchell Miller. It's tough. It's a hard topic. The organization is not going to do something that would jeopardize the team's culture. But in saying that, it's not something that anyone in this room stands for. It was a tough thing to hear for the group. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think any guy was too happy because of how proud we are to say of how proud we are to say that this is a group that cares a lot about ourselves and how we carry ourselves and how we treat people. And that's that's another leader, um, Nick Foligno, who's having a great fucking year, and I'm glad he spoke out because it's it's disgusting. It, and I don't know how many times I can say fucking disgusting about this whole thing. It's, I don't know, it's, I'm trying to catch up on a lot of stuff here. Uh, more, more and more just keeps coming out about it, but... Fluto quote, quoted uh, Flino earlier saying, uh, asked about the Mitchell Miller signing. It's hard for us to swallow. Um, and I'm sure you'll hear more as the day goes by, um, as the weekend goes by. And I'm hoping that there's big changes to this because it's unacceptable. It's I, I got to read something. One more thing as well, because uh, Kevin DuPont of the Globe, of the Boston Globe, uh, quoted a veteran team executive on Bruins signing Miller in a different quieter market with fewer media and a less engaged fan base this could work but that's not Boston end quote uh that's 100% wrong because look at the team that drafted him uh look at the team that drafted him the fucking Arizona Coyotes a team that's irrelevant to this whole fucking league. A team where the city doesn't even want them to fucking play in. Where they have to play in the same arena as a college team. They can b 
barely even get 5,000 fans. And <laughs> they still renounced his uh, signing and drafting him. So where is this going to work? And like, this is what makes the Boston Bruins the Boston Bruins. They don't do shit like this. You have a guy, you have a captain, Patrice Bergeron, who is your model citizen, who is your model hockey player. Like, this is, I, like, this is, that's a guy who you want to marry your daughter. That's a guy, like, how, how can you go about this when you have guys like that on your team, captaining your team, and, because you have Bergeron, you you. Because you have Bergeron, maybe helps justify the signing. That makes no sense because Bergeron's Bergeron. He he's Mister Perfect. I mean, this guy can do no wrong. So I I can't see a guy like Bergeron trying to take him under his wing. When I say he Mitchell Miller, I can't see him taking Mitchell Miller under his wing because. That's not something Bergeron can help him out with. This is on him, as you heard him say at the say at the end of that clip. It's it's on him. It's on him to uh, better himself and fix this, but he hasn't done anything yet. You know, he's twenty years old now. This happened six years ago. It's and he hasn't done shit. Now he's only trying to do shit because he he can see in his eyes the light at the end of the tunnel and his possible way back to playing professional hockey um, to the start of it. No, fuck you, man. You're a clown. And I, I, I really hope you you just rot in hell. And this is another thing. I don't think Sweeney, Naley, manage, any other management or ownership really. And because Sweeney said this yesterday, he's like, if this was my kid, I don't think I could forgive him. I don't think they really have put themselves in their shoes and have truly thought about it that way. Because if you did, you wouldn't even blinked or fucking shown this kid any fucking interest. No, you would have shown him no interest because if that happened to, I don't even have a kid. If that happened to my fucking nephew, the kid would be six feet under. Like I, I, this has nothing to do with me and I'm enraged about it. So how how can he try to sit there yesterday and justify the whole signing and say people deserve second chances and all the like people do most people do most people do and you got a guy like Bruins Luchador on Twitter great follow uh Bruins super fan great dude and he's voiced he's that he had a troubling past and that people gave him a second chance and he made right by it that's a guy who truly deserves a second chance because he worked on himself he did what he needed to do, and he got a second chance. This kid hasn't done shit. Yeah, he's only twenty, but I don't. A, a guy like that, it, where a, you play a privileged sport, hockey's a privilege. It's one of the greatest games in this fucking world, if not the greatest. And you're gonna just allow this kid to be on the same ice as other African American players, and you're gonna tell, you're gonna try to sell tickets to. Uh, Providence Bruins fans saying, hey, come down and watch the Providence Bruins where we signed a racist and a kid that fucking picks on disabled people. No, <laughs> that's we're going the opposite direction now. You guys are just digging your hole deeper and deeper. 
And the problem is when they do, or not when, if they do, if they unannounce this signing and he, you know, they kick rocks with him, it's always going to stick with the Bruins organization because, or it's going to stick with the Bruins organization as long as we have the management here and as long as the Jacobs are here owning this team. Till the Jacobs sell the team, Bruins are going to be looked at as the team that tried to give Mitchell Miller a chance and didn't go about it the right way, whatever. I mean, the least you could have done was sit down and reach out to the victim's family. Uh, You could have helped this. You guys could have been the mediator of fucking of this sign uh, of sorry, not signing of Mitchell Miller and the victim's family. Like you could have just. You guys all could have talked, figured, squashed the beef. I, I don't. I. I mean, I wouldn't blame the family or the kid, even if that did happen, for him to ever forgive and forget, because that's not something you forgive and forget about. It's been six years. It's still disgusting. And no point in time was it. Will it or was it ever accept? Will it be or was acceptable? It's a disgusting act, and that's not how kids bully. Kids get bullied all the time. You get pushed. You get shoved. You get called names. So be it. We all knew at the age of 14, fucking, we all knew at the age of 10, whatever. You, you don't you do not do that to kids. You you don't treat kids like that. Whatever happened to the fucking golden rule. It was, and this has to fall back on Mitchell Miller's parents as well because it's how they raised him. They, they haven't done shit to try to make things better for him. And I don't know the whole situation with the parents, but at the end of the day, it still has to fall back on the parents as well because, you know, it's <laughs> if I'm out here fucking doing what he did, then my parents would be disgusted with me. They would they would have disowned me. And because that's not how they raised me and that's not how parents raise their kids. It's just, it's disgusting. And uh, so as I'm obviously recording, sorry, I know I'm kind of like all over the place having a tough time getting words out. Like I said, it's just it's not an easy subject to talk about, especially never mind that doing it alone. Uh, But Sean, Sean Shapiro um, tweeted out saying reach out to the AHL per AHL Miller status right now in that league is a fluid situation per. And here's a quote. Per our bylaws, any player under suspension to another league who seeks to play in the HO would have the matter reviewed by the president to determine his eligibility. So it's still not even definite that he's going to even play in the AHL with the Providence Bruins. And I hope they just look at this whole situation and crumble up his fucking contract, put it through a paper shredder and tell the kid to fucking eat a dick. Because this kid... Needs to stay far away from hockey because that's not how how we Bruins fans are. That that's not how the hockey community is. We do not justify anything that he did. And if there and I haven't seen any yet, but I've seen people tweet about it that there are people trying to defend this kid and you know people deserve a second chance. People grow up. You don't. He's not going to change. He and after reading a little bit, this kid hasn't tried to change. He's only trying to save his own ass and. Uh, when it went to the juvenile court, he, the judge even said, like, I don't think you are, like, mean the apology. I don't think you show any remorse, yada, yada, yada. And that's, I mean, <laughs> that alone should show 
other organ show the Bruins organization, other organizations that this kid is scum of the earth, does not deserve a second chance, and should stay far away from hockey. If he wants to play beer league, go play fucking beer league. But he should never be paid, get paid a fucking single penny to play. Not only in the NHL or AHL, in any league that in any professional league fuck this kid rot in hell and shame on you management because this is not who we are as Bruins fans and as hockey fans so here is a quick little clip of uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman talking about the recent signing of Mitchell Miller and after this I'll touch up on it a little bit but then I'll go to other Bruins news sorry that the first half hour has been angry and a shit show but it, it was it had to be talked about and i had to get my frustration out uh wonder if you could share your thoughts on the signing of mitchell miller by the bruins and if there should be a place uh, for a person with his history in the league today the uh what what uh i understand and i've heard through the media uh, and i totally uh, what he did as a 14-year-old is reprehensible, unacceptable. Uh, before the Bruins made the decision to sign him, we were not consulted. Uh, I happened to talk to Cam Neely since the time that he was signed. Uh, he's not coming into the NHL. He's not eligible at this point to come into the NHL. I can't tell you that he'll ever be eligible to come into the NHL. If, in fact, at some point they think they want him to play in the NHL, and I'm not sure that they're anywhere close to that point, we're going to have to clear him and his eligibility, and it'll be based on all the information that we get firsthand at the time. So the answer is um, they were free to sign him to play somewhere else. That's another league's issue, uh, but nobody should think at this point he is or may ever be NHL eligible. So in your and, mind, and the Bruins understand that now. Would you need to see more from him? Or would I, I would need to see a whole bunch of things and understand a lot more firsthand than I do now anecdotally. So there's Gary Bettman. You heard him say like he's going to need to see a whole lot more. He's not sure if he'll ever be NHL eligible. Um, and the Bruins organization is aware of that. Uh, I just... I don't think the Bruins have any choice but to terminate this contract and just eat crow on it. Uh, this is a this is something that the Bruins or Bruins fans, uh, hockey fans, will never forget about. It's something that's going to stick with the Bruins organization for a long time, and it sucks. And it's unfortunate, especially as a Bruins fan. But what sucks more is that. Bruins really even consider this and that the victim's family has to talk about this again and it has to be brought up and it's it's it sucks man and I hope I hope the Bruins management does the right thing and I hope that Bruins fans don't look at the Bruins players any different and or take away from this unbelievable start that they are on uh because early that morning before the news came out, and I'm I'm done talking about this, but early that morning before the news came out, 
all Bruins fans were on cloud fucking nine. It was unreal. Um, huge win against the Rangers, who kind of have been hot as a lately, hot and cold, I guess you can say. And they were off to, I think, um, I think that was their seventh win in a row at the time after that night. I believe seventh win in a row. All marks eight and zero. And the Bruins, I mean, they sit atop the stands at 10-1 and after that night. And tonight, uh, they'll be playing Toronto. You might be listening to this Sunday morning or right before. This will be out before. Well, I don't even know why I'm saying that because you guys aren't even going to hear it. But um, the Bruins will be playing Toronto. And hopefully you guys hear this before. And hopefully you guys are listening. But... The Bruins have been the hottest, one of the hottest teams in the NHL, and they've been clicking on all cylinders, and everything has been going right. Almost everything has been going right because we have some injuries to talk about. Forbort broke a finger. Um, I think it was, yeah, so this Penguins game turned out to be a huge shit show, and, of course, I fell asleep before the third period or, like, two minutes into the third period watching it. And the Bruins make that unbelievable comeback, and it's a hell of a game. But so much to break down about that game. Uh, I'm not going to go ramble on and on about the games this week and talk about it because I want the main topic of this podcast to be focused on the scumbag Mitchell Miller and my thoughts. And if any of you are confused by my thoughts or whatever... um, well, you guys shouldn't be confused. I think I made it very clear how I feel about it, but sorry that I didn't do the best at wording it and getting my thoughts out. Sometimes it's a lot easier in your head than uh, than trying to speak on it. But yeah, so this team, Tuesday night against the Penguins was a wild fucking night because not only did they have that come from behind win against the Penguins, but we lost two key guys. Uh, that's that's a night where Olmark got pulled. Swayman goes in. Swayman makes four or five saves, I believe. Stops all four or five shots that he faces, basically, I believe. And Swayman and Bergeron collide. It's a weird incident if you kind of look at it. And it looks like he hyperextended his knee. And Swayman's officially out week to week. Um and we were missing David Krejci, of course, but Krejci is back in the lineup against Toronto Saturday night. You'll love to see that. And so Swayman's week to week, so that's kind of, I mean, it could be a week, it could be two weeks, it could be three or four. So who the fuck knows? That doesn't really help us Bruins fans in knowing, but Swayman's out. Uh, they recalled Keith Kincaid up, and I don't see him starting tonight. Um, I I'm sure he'll get a start in there, be, a start or two, because you don't want to burn out Allmark too early. And Forbort, Forbort blocked a shot. Um, Forbort blocked a shot, uh, broke his finger. He had surgery. He's out four to six weeks. My brother broke his finger recently, and he had surgery. He had to get a pin in it. And I'll tell you what, those fingers are tricky. It takes longer than expected. Um, granted, this is probably a different kind of break, whatnot. It's... Uh, you know, it all depends on the surgery and how the break was and all that. But, yeah, it sounds like he's going to be out four to six weeks, which sucks because Forbrook's been having a hell of a year. He's been massive on the back end for us. So 
the guys are just going to have to pick it up that much more and help out the goaltenders because especially when Keith Kincaid's out there, he's a veteran. You don't really know what you're going to get with him. Um, hopefully some okay starts at least. I mean, it's going to be hard for the Bruins to lose games if they just keep scoring five goals. And if Keith Kincaid can keep us in there and we win 5-4, so be it. But I imagine Allmark's going to get a lot of the starts going forward. Hopefully Swayman is back sooner than later. I think Fluto did say that he saw Swayman standing out there outside the locker room with ice around his knee, uh, no crutches or anything. But So that's encouraging uh, it, because Swayman was starting to find his game again too. He was starting to come back after two shaky starts, and I hope, uh, I hope he comes back. I, comes back fully healthy because it's a contract year for him. We're going to need him. And for his sake, he wants to come back, you know, healthy and better. And obviously for our sake, we want that as Bruins fan because Bruins are men on a mission this fucking season. Nick Foligno having a two-point night the other night again. Uh, Loku getting his first goal of the season. Beautiful play by that line. That fourth line has been phenomenal. And I Loku is a health bomb tonight. Um, but I imagine you're going to see Felino, Nosek, and uh, I don't know who's going to be. Uh, maybe Frederick? I'm not sure, actually. Oh, I'm not entirely sure how the lines are actually going to look, but Krejci's back tonight. Um, Loku sounds like the odd man out per Fluto, and uh, I just hope that fourth line keeps clicking because... Nosek has been great on the power play. He's been snake bitten so many times, and the dude just can't buy a goal. He, at this point, he's just got to be gripping the stick too tight, I would say, eh? But Felino, seven points through 11 games so far this season. Uh, I, In my opinion, I don't think he's had a bad game yet. I think he's been phenomenal. Maybe one iffy game, but I would say the nine other games have been fucking phenomenal, dude. He's already got seven points. In 10 games last year, he I think he had a total of 11 points in 64 games or maybe 62 games. He's already surpassed his goal total of last season. So maybe, I don't know, maybe actually, I know the short shift boys talked on it, but maybe he uh, actually meant it that he's feeling the best he's ever felt, and you love to see that. So that's definitely encouraging. Uh, the And I'd imagine it sounds like McAvoy traveled on the trip with them. Uh, this is the last game of the road trip, and then they play Monday night at home. The uh, and you'll see, you'll see um, the Pooh Bear for the first time on ice so Monday night. So that'll be fucking sick to see. And yeah, so it's the last. Um, he traveled. McAvoy traveled with the team. Sounds like he's inching closer and closer to coming back. I'd imagine you see him in another week or two. Uh, it. You know, I don't think that's a guy you really want to rush back. If he has to sit an extra week, so be it. That is the luxury of getting off to this hot start because I think at this point, I think we all would have seen the Bruins on a good week, on a good month, five and five right now, not fucking nine and one, so or ten and one. Sorry. Um, so the you have the luxury to buy yourself an extra week or two of. Making sure he's right because that's a guy that you're going forward paying nine and a half million to. You can't afford to lose him, especially if you want to make a deep run. And 
Marshy's Marshy. I think Marshy's just a different fucking breed. This guy's an animal. He came back and he lit it the fuck up and he looks like he hasn't missed a step. So I think, and that's, it's just weird because McAvoy had shoulder surgery, which doesn't seem as serious as double hip surgery, but I don't know. I mean, granted, your shoulders do take a lot of contact, um, especially as a defenseman going into those corners behind the net, uh, fighting for that puck. So, and McAvoy can hit. That's 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 a freight train coming at you when he gets the uh, legs moving. So I'm okay with it. Don't rush him back. I I w- I wasn't even excited. I mean, I was excited. But I was nervous and skeptical about Marshy coming back when he did. Uh, turns out I had nothing to be nervous about. But with McAvoy, I just want to be a little extra cautious with him. There's no, you're like I said, you're off to this hot start, and you have the luxury of sitting him another week or two because I think the short shift boys talked about it. If even if you go like I don't know, five hundred basically. Till he comes back, you're still probably going to be sitting at top of the leaderboard or one of the best teams in the league. So, so be it. But we'll we'll kind of have to wait and see with that. That's I'm going to wrap it up for now because um, it's been a tough one getting out there, uh, getting words out this week, and just I'm still angry and annoyed with this whole situation. So I'm sorry that this episode wasn't the fun goofy episode you guys are used to but um next week will be better it'll be more positive and hopefully we can talk about uh we can talk about mitchell miller kicking rocks and the bruins ripping up that fucking contract but again my apologies i'm sorry this isn't the fun goofy episode you guys are used to listening to but i promise going forward for the rest of the season it will be i just had to get some frustration out and as you guys can tell by me struggling even to talk i'm pretty fucking frustrated on this because i thought i would have maybe cooled down after sleeping on it and you know doing my research and whatnot but i'm i'm as angry as ever with this whole thing it's just a fucking shit show but i appreciate you guys listening through And next week, I'm sure I'll have a co-host and we can talk Bruins hockey and have fun again. But that, yeah, like I said, that's going to wrap it up. I appreciate you guys um, listening, subscribing, and I appreciate all the feedback. One thing I do want to talk about before I sign off, I meant to talk about this at the beginning, but like I said, I was incredibly frustrated. Movember's here. Movember is here, baby. And if you follow me and see me on on Twitter at OnlyBruins1, you will see the link. I have it pinned, and it's in my bio. You'll see the link. Um, it's Movember. I, um, I lost my dad two and a half years ago to an eight-year battle of prostate cancer. He was my best friend. He was my everything. And it's it's uh, it's hard doing your day-to-day <laughs> Without your dad, uh, is you know he, w- my my brother has a kid. Uh, he would have been a grandfather, and all he wanted to do was be a grandfather, and he would have loved Rudy, and I miss him every day, and I um I'll, I'm just doing my best to try to make him proud still, and do what's best because men's men. Not only that, it's it's not only is it just awareness for prostate cancer, but it's men's health, uh, mental health as well. So I hope uh, 
I hope that you guys can go to my Twitter and take the two seconds it takes just to retweet it. Um, if you can't donate, I understand, but I would really appreciate the shares and getting the word out there. Um, I appreciate everyone who has donated and shared. You guys have been fucking awesome per usual, and I rely on you guys heavily because with the old podcast, um, you guys helped me reach my goal every year and surpass it. So that's why I put it at 2500 this year. Last year, I raised a little over $2,300. Um, thanks to you guys. Thanks to Black and Gold Productions. Mark, uh, Mark has been great to great to me for letting me share this, and he's always donating for the company. And I just appreciate Mark for giving me this platform to be able to share um, something that's so near and dear to my heart because it's it sucks. I hope no one has to deal with it, and I hope that these donations that you guys make, um, I hope it's one step closer to finding a cure. But Again, I appreciate in advance and thank you in advance to all who have already donated and shared and those who will donate and share um, after hearing this. I appreciate it. Again, you can find it at OnlyBruins1 on Twitter. Uh, you'll see it in my bio. You'll see it in the pinned tweet. Just hit the link or retweet it. Just please take the two seconds and consider retweeting, um, quote tweeting it, whatever. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. In the first week of November, it's uh, it always kind of put, puts me in a little depressive mood just because I remember why I'm doing this. It reminds me of my dad. It makes me miss him. And then on top of this, Mitchell Miller news is just fucking bullshit. It's, it's been a tough week. But I appreciate you guys sticking with me. And if you're still listening, I really appreciate it because it's been a tough episode. But before I ramble on anymore, I'm 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 gonna wrap it up again. I apologize for how this episode went, but I'm sure you guys understand. That'll wrap up this week's episode, episode nine of Only Bruins. Again, shout out to Black and Gold Productions LLC for giving me this platform and supporting your boy Downtown Boosie and supporting uh, a great cause in November. Um, follow me again on Twitter at Only Bruins One to stay up to date with the show. Rank your boy or subscribe and rate your boy give me five stars and um you know help me grow this podcast because i have fun and the more it grows the more i can do with it so i appreciate you all thanks for uh sticking this one out with me guys and uh i love you all and i appreciate the help and support and you guys do mean a lot to me the support the listeners everything uh i had a lot of people reach out to me too when i talked about my mental health as well and i really appreciate that it means a lot to me you guys are fucking awesome rock stars baby and uh let's keep it going let's go bees i love you all till next week peace i don't fuck with you you little stupid ass bitch i ain't fucking with you you little you little dumb ass bitch i ain't fucking with you i got a million trillion things i'd rather fucking do then to be fucking with you, little stupid ass. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I heard you got a new man. I see you taking a pic. Wow. Then you post it up, thinking that it's making me sick.